It's 327. I'm Jim Steele. You're listening to Afternoon Jazz at 90.5 FM, WSNC, Winston-Salem. Jazz in all its colors from the campus of Winston-Salem State University. We also heard from Jimmy McGriff, South Wales, from a recording called Step One. And before that, it was Freddie Hubbard with a recording that's been done so many times. Absolutely beautiful. One of my favorites, Betcha by Golly Wow, from a recording called Polar AC. No polar AC out there right now. It is, as I said before, it's San Diego weather. Absolutely beautiful. Sunny skies, about 70 degrees out there. And, of course, it's like that every day in San Diego. And um, you would think that would be boring. It's not. Never lived there, but visited a couple of times. And it just makes me think that seasons are overrated. You're listening to Afternoon Jazz. I'm Jim Steele. In the studio with us this afternoon uh, is a new friend, Joy Nelson Thomas, who is the founder and executive director of Lead Girls of North Carolina. Joy, welcome to Afternoon Jazz. Glad to see you. Good to see you, Jim. Well, we know so many of the same people, and you have a lot of fascinating, well-heeled women in our community supporting Lead Girls of North Carolina. You're five years old this year. Uh-huh. When you started the, uh, the program, um, as I mentioned, you are the founder and executive director. What did you have in mind for Lead Girls of North Carolina to be, and what has it become over that period? So, Jim, when I started Lead, I would say um, it was definitely uh, a mission for me. Um, it was definitely something that um, I knew was a purpose, something that I really needed to do um, just from uh, my own personal experiences, but also just kind of doing research in our community and uh, raising a friend of a family daughter. Mm-hmm. And so all those things combined together really, um, really pushed me to start LEAD. And so um, I want a full-time career to self-fund this program. That took Five a lot of nerves. Yeah, a lot of nerves and uh, a great support system. So my husband and my parents were really uh, standing behind me, uh, getting this organization going. And so um, I envision being, in, in, to some degree, um, in an interrupter of poverty, mm. like changing the trajectory of girls' lives. Mm. Um you know, girls deserve opportunities and access no matter what zip code they're born in yeah. or live in. And so I knew the systems that um, existed for women of color. And so I really wanted to do something that was trajectory of girls' lives. Well, that that's a huge subject. Um, and you have to break this down for us because we, we I think a lot of people know this. I don't know if they know it in Washington, but poverty is a huge issue in this country. The numbers are huge in North Carolina and in this county. And sometimes I wonder, do they have a clue as to how many poor people are in this country and how it affects every aspect of your life? So when you decided, I think I'm going to tackle poverty. How did you have the nerve to begin with to, to, to say, I'm going to do that? And then what tools are, have you created in order to tackle poverty, especially among girls in our community? Well, I think um, uh, nothing, but I think women truly can run the world as we as we see. Um, you know, and so I just believe that girls, if they're given the right opportunities and access to the right tools, uh, they can change the world. Mm-hmm. Um 
I, you know, I was really important to have something that was evidence-based. Um, mm. So working from something that we knew would actually uh, work. And so we, we, we have an evidence-based model that we follow. Um, and it, it just was really important to, to give girls um, the opportunity to see something different. Um, and to realize that they can they can be anything they, they want to be um, and they don't they don't have to um, dream any less. One of the things that was pointed out in uh, a release um, that came to me a, a few weeks ago, which basically talks about what Lead Girls of North Carolina does, and it talks about its outreach to ask at-risk girls. And you're expanding um, your programs to include two pilot programs in connection with the Winston-Salem Forsyth County Public School System. And both pilot programs are specifically researching the impact that LEAD Girls and its curriculum can have when girls have access to participate beyond the three years of middle school. So it sounds like you are uh, targeting a very specific population of of girls in our community. We are. We are. So we are focusing on... um girls that typically don't have access to, to resources. So really Title I schools, um, girls that are coming from low-income homes, maybe single-family homes. When we say at risk, I think that's broadly defined. Um, and I think that's one beautiful thing about the partnerships that we form with our schools. They help us identify the girls that should be a part of the program. So give us the criteria. How do, they, how do you find these young women? And then once you've found them, what do you provide for them to succeed. Yeah, so when we work, so our program is very special um, in many ways. So we work directly in Title I schools. So mm-hmm. it's uh, we have an after-school program, we have a Saturday program, but our programs during the school day, we actually work closely with the principal and social workers and counselors, and they help identify the girls that they feel will be best served um, with a program like LEAD. So they do all that work. And in our community-based program, it, it comes from outreach like this. People hear about it and they say, you know what? You know, I want to sign my girl up with uh, with you all. I need a village. I sure. mean, we all, you know, whether we believe it or not, we all need a village. And we really need to wrap our arms around our kids and support them, especially right now. Um, when a girl comes in, our program is typically eight weeks. Um, we have a fall and a spring program. We also offer a, a one-week fashion entrepreneurship camp. We offer our um, we also offer our one-day girls expo, which is two generational. So the fa- the parents have an opportunity to go through a session, and the girls stay all day and go through sessions. Um, we really look at everything from leadership. Uh, communication skills and self-awareness piece, those skills, all of those combined together really help create a, a young lady that is that can be self-sufficient, confident in, in her abilities to do whatever it is she wants to do. So we're talk, you're talking about the program Title I. You've mentioned that a couple of times. For those of us who don't know what that means, please define Title I and the uh, children or families that um, uh, uh, fall under Title I. So... Well, Jim, I think that is an interesting question, um, and I hate to kind of go too deep into that because I think about really the districting sure. in our community is, is pretty interesting. But uh, when you look at some of the schools that we serve, um, they are kids that are coming from very low-income communities, and that school is made up of mostly kids that are low-income um, so you don't you don't see um, a combination of incomes mm. or kids. So it's primarily kids coming from one 
community that's saturated with poverty. So you have a population uh, that is at risk for a lot of things as, as a result of poverty. And you come in and you identify these, these, these young women, these girls, at what age? And how many do you have the capacity to ser serve at any one time? So we actually, and that's funny, with the pilot programs, we'll be starting a little bit earlier. So we'll start with fourth and fifth grade girls, um, and we'll also be uh, working with ninth grade girls. So typically that age range is middle school, which I would like to say is my, uh, I love that age because I think uh, those girls are in very, when you look at development, um, that is a, a very pivotal time for a young lady to really discover who she is, what she wants to be, how does she fit in, um, and the challenges and how to overcome those and navigate those. Um, but typically our middle school girls are 11 to 15-ish. Um, but, you know, with these pilot pieces, it will allow us to really look at girls um, a little bit earlier, uh, you know, fourth and fifth grade. And, and we're excited to be able to see what, you know, what comes out of those pilot programs. It's 336. You're listening to Afternoon Jazz at 90.5 FM, WSNC, Winston-Salem. Jazz in all its colors from the campus of Winston-Salem State University. In the studio this afternoon, Joy Nelson-Thomas. She is the founder and executive director of Lead Girls of North North Carolina. It's a program that targets at-risk um, girls in our community, young girls who um, come from poor homes and who have a lot of challenges. Uh, and this is one of those cases where um, you think, "I want to, I want to fix something," and you said, "I want to, I want to deal with poverty," and that's a huge issue. But you have have narrowed it down so specific that you can actually take these little bites out of a community and work on uh, these young women and actually make um, something that has measurable results. That's one of the things that you talked about because that's what anybody's going to ask you when uh, they're giving you money. How do you measure this? How do you decide how successful the program is? And you've been in business for five years, so you've got a record. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we've... Um and I'll say um, we have been very fortunate, as you said early on, um, about having these stellar women in the community. Yeah. That Because it really does take uh, where we say it takes a village for the girls. It takes a village to really support an organization that's trying to make impact. And so we were we were fortunate early on to have actually um, a, a WSSU professor and um, kind of meet me and we kind of tag teamed and talked and she ended up coming on board to help with that research piece dr naomi hall byers yeah and so i definitely shout her out because uh she was one of the first people to really kind of help us think about that um research piece and so that's just really important to me as the founder that if we're not helping are we hurting and the only way to know that is to really be able to see the results and so we have had some amazing results over the past five years, just seeing girls come in and nine out of 10 felt like they can uh, communicate mm. better after being a part of the program. We had one principal say 50% of the girls after being a part of LEAD now took on leadership roles within the school. We had um, increases of girls now feel, feeling comfortable saying no um, mm. in situations and that's, that's a game changer for, for young ladies. Okay, and, back up, let's talk about that feel confident enough to say no yes spell it out for me so 
you know, and I'll give you an example. I remember um, we had one one young lady who was was a cutter um, and faced a lot of challenges. And you know, maybe to some, she would have been considered. Um, you know, a troublemaker or written off because mm. she had so many challenges. But I remember um, through the program, uh, she finally got to the place that she said, you know what? No, I don't want to fight. Mm. Like, I'm going to switch. She switched her classes on her own. Like, she went and made the decision to start switching her classes around to eliminate from being around girls who were bullying her and, and, and putting her in situations where she had to fight. And it's those kind of skills that we we embed in a young lady that carries on throughout the rest of her life. So it's not just what we're giving her in middle school. These are, I like to think about it as we all have a toolbox. Yeah. What's in your toolbox? And, you know, who do you have access to? You know, we get where we are because someone has invested in us somewhere along the lines. Um, and so our, these girls are putting things in their toolbox to help them navigate challenges and communicate and, and feel confident. Joy Nelson Thomas, founder and executive director of Lead Girls of North Carolina. What you just described is, is something that most of us know, um, maybe a lot of people don't realize or don't acknowledge, is that when you are poor, you don't have a lot of choices. And what you're giving these girls, you're giving them choices to decide what they want to do, what they don't want to do, and mm-hmm. to show them that they can that they, they there are things out there that they can do. So yeah. choice is huge when you don't have resources. You know what, Jim, is they have a choice in this to survive. Yeah. And when you're in that survival mentality 24-7, you don't have an opportunity to dream or to think outside of that. You're constantly trying to figure out how will I survive this. And so just to, to be able to see that there are options, um, you know, it's, it's amazing. I can think about a story where we had one young lady and when I first went in. Because at, at one point, Jim, I was the ED, the facilitator, the marketing director. Wow. <laughs> And we've grown so much over the past five years. But I remember this young lady saying to me, Miss Joy, I'm going to quit school when I Mm. get 16. And so, you know, she was in eighth grade. And I'm happy to say that she's still in school. Yeah. Like, that's that's life changing just for someone to even believe in you. Um, And to know, like, for you to be able to start tapping into all these things that you have inside and, 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 and reflect and know, like, okay, this is not that I'm bad. Um, but that I made a bad choice, and this is a decision that I'm making. So I think that's the thing, and those kind of light bulbs that go off in our kids' head that they realize, you know, I do have a purpose. Yeah. You know, I can make a plan, and I do have choices. I'm certain that there's some light bulbs going on in the heads of of women out there who are saying, I like this. I think there's something that I can do with this because I know the women that are involved with your group. And one of the women that I've known for a long time who now works for your organization, um, she's one of these people that that has a mission. She has a purpose. Mm -hmm. And for women out there who are listening to this and saying, you know what, I can help this organization out because I have the skills and I have uh, the change in my pocket (laughs) and whatever else that it takes to to help make it successful. So for women who are listening out there, how do they get in contact with you and how do they help make your, your, your job easier? Well, I say, you know what? Jim, I have a place for you. If you're listening and you want to get involved and you're truly about impact, um, I say reach out to us. Our website is www.leegirls.org. 
um, and you can get right on that site and there's a form that you can fill out. Um, you can also email info at leegirls.org and, and let's get you involved, um, whether you have the cha-cha-ching, um, you know, or if you have a skill or if you have something um, that you feel, uh, maybe you have, you're a part of a group and you want to do a drive for, for lead. Um, you know, I say get involved. We have a couple ways for people to get involved that's coming up. We have our uh, fifth year virtual um, virtual that's happening. Um, yeah, yeah, because you like so many other nonprofits or anybody out there, you're having to deal with the COVID-19. So you're having this, this virtual event. So tell us all about it and how people can get involved. Yes. So um, it is going to be on March 28th and that um, I would say the month of March is truly, uh, you know, Women's History Month, but also yeah. a, a big time for LEAD. Uh, we have the two weeks on the 15th, uh, our silent auction will go live and we have all sorts of good items uh, so they can, uh, people can bid on those. We have um, on the 28th, our video will go live. If you make a contribution between now and then um, of a certain a certain amount, you will be uh, part of that kind of VIP um, to receive that video uh, and join the leader circle. Um, that circle is uh, was formed by three great women or leaders here in this community that um, felt like girls ha should have the the right to thrive. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and, um, and so that that leader circle is something that we're proud of at, at five years. And so that that circle, and I I want to give a shout out to the women that have been very supportive of of that circle. Those. Those chairs are Mary Jamis, um, Dr. Paula Wilkins, and Natalie Bullhill, um, who who had jumped on and said, let's do it. Let's yeah. make sure LEAD is around another five years. And um, so we're excited about this. So on the 28th, they have the opportunity to be a part of this celebration and honor our girls. So four, four girls will receive an award at that moment. Um, and then uh, we also have partnered with the Kempton, and um, they will light up their building that night Lovely. in LEAD colors. Um, so really excited about that. Exciting events coming up. You can get this information at our website because um, Joy Nelson Thomas, somebody in your camp was thoughtful enough to create a great um, graphic that uh, is on our Facebook page now. And we're sharing with with everyone because it it's, has the fact that you're on the show this afternoon and has your contact information. So you made that very easy for us, and we appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Once again, thinking about... Um, you five years ago, uh, Joy Nelson Thomas, um, when you founded uh, Lead Girls of North Carolina and served as its executive director and uh, chief bottle washer and everything else. Um, how's it going? And um, are you at the point where you can give yourself a at a woman for uh, for what you've done thus far? Uh, yeah, I do. I feel like that. I feel like. Um you know, I have an amazing village of people yeah. um, and women that are supporting me. And, um, and you know, and I, I give, obviously, uh, credit to God for giving me the strength to even be able to do this and step out. And, and daily, you know, I'm, I'm reminded of um, just how truly, truly blessed I am. Um, but just, yeah, definitely. I mean, I knew the day that. I had a girl say like I'm I'm gonna stay in school or wow this or just when you hear those things that that within itself is like a yes we're doing this um, and then to see the results um, 
you know, that has been what keeps me going. But I will say, um, yes, I will definitely say we have grown so much. We just recently hired um, a director of programs um, who I am really excited to be on, I would say, this journey with. We have an amazing board of directors um, who are so supportive of the organization and truly thinking about sustainability and how do we continue to grow and what's our mark that we'll make here in this community and an amazing staff. I, you know, I couldn't do any of this without our supporters, staff, and, you know, and our, and our board of directors. Joy Nelson Thomas, uh, thank you for having the nerve to establish uh, Lead Girls of North Carolina and to attract so many uh, strong women in our community to help make your vision come true. Thank you. 